We're getting to know Pastor Franco Alberts today because he's released a brand new song, All Lives Matter to Me. So we've got to find out what's the heart, who's the person behind the music. Franco, hello, how are you doing? Janine, I'm doing fine. I'm fantastic. You've <laughs> caught me a bit off guard with being at the sea and not at my home. So I've got to move around to find the best spot. You know, for the internet to work. So, but we are ready. <laughs> I am so grateful that you've got working internet, especially now with ESCOM and the power and everything like that. When the internet works, we, we're all very sincerely grateful for that moment. Listen here, we've got to introduce you. If you had to introduce yourself to people who've never met you before, they have got no idea who you are personality-wise, what do you do for a living, family, you know, that kind of thing. Introduce yourself. Okay. The first thing is that I'm an ordained pastor. I've studied theology through Christian Leaders College and through a a lot of other institutes in America. So I am at the moment our mentor minister of the word for Christian Leaders Alliance in the USA. Um, They've got over 4,000 students at the moment in South Africa that I'm looking after. And... um, I'm also a clinical Christian counselor. I'm studying now for my PhD in in clinical counseling, Christian counseling. What I do is I give people free Christian counseling in the real sense of what I'm saying. Also, I've been busy. My bucket list was filled with I wanted to write songs. I want to create music. I wanted to... uh, then tell people all the knowledge that I've picked up over a lot of years about the Christian, being a Christian. So what happened was that I decided to write a book. So when I wrote this book, it was a fantastic book, but it was extremely, extremely, extremely lengthy book. So they said to me, no. So I've divided it into five books. So the first book is going to be released soon. It's called um, How to Become a Joyful Christian. And It is telling people, you know, in these times that we're living now, how to become joyful. I like to help people. I just love to work with people. It doesn't matter where I go in the world. I'll always be helping people. Does that mean that you're like an extrovert, that you're a people's person who likes to be amongst people? Or do you like having alone time as well? No, no, I'm a total extrovert. Um, I love to be with people. I love to, to help people. I, I love to hear about their stories. But mostly what I've been doing for the past six years is being a, a counselor. But what I did was I started through America because America, I believe, is a bit in an advanced stage than the normal, just normal pastors are in South Africa. And that's why I've been studying counseling as such. I've studied psychology and counseling. And what we've done is we've combined the two. And that's what they call temperament counseling. So, yes, I've been involved with that, with that quite a lot. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite something new to South Africa. Because temperament is what God gives you when you are born. Um, and that stays with you your whole life. It gets influenced by outside uh, factors like, uh, for instance, you know, the way that you brought brought up, uh, you know, other people, you know, your experience in life, things that happen to you. But still, the basic temperament, that stays with you. I was born in Pretoria, so I was a Blue Bull supporter. I'm not, I'm now a Lions supporter (laughs) because my wife 
have asked me very nicely to become one. So, yeah, I'm now a Lions supporter. I am curious. You said you're a clinical psychologist. So clinical Christian psychologist. What does it mean if you're a clinical psychologist? Clinical means what we're doing is you are combining, um, you know, some of the old psychology with Christian biblical psychology. So it's, 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 it's a combination. Like, for instance, what they do is you, you write tests and stuff like that, and then they determine on your answers, you know, what type of personality you are and, and which category you fall. And that helps a lot. for the uh, counsellor to know, you know, how to approach the counsellee and stuff like that. Uh, It's a scientific way, in other words, that was developed with using normal psychology methods, but it's all based on the Bible. So that's basically what it is. It's it's like, um, look, you always have to look at the Bible and see if there is something that it tells you how to do it and what to do. And if it does not, then you go back and say, okay, but what would a good Christian do in that circumstance? What, what, is, what is the basic things that you'd be looking at? You know, what is the right thing and what is the wrong thing? The temperament approach, I love that because actually there's a little bit of die to yourself there. Because you've got to acknowledge your own temperament to see this is how God put you together. And then also acknowledge the temperament of people you are in relationships with. And to realize that they're not going to do life your way because they don't have the same temperament you do. I'm sure it leads to very interesting discussions. Yes, it is because uh, when you look at it, it's like this, you know, I used to get very angry. And they also, you get controlling people. You know, you either, you know, go along with what people say or you want to be in control. So, and then also the way that you look at your emotions, you know, you're looking at how you want love from people and how you give love to people. And it's basically three different things that you do. Uh, and those three things de- determine in what personality category you f- will fall. And that will tell the counselor to look at you and that he knows exactly, you know, what you don't like and what you like, you know. And if you've got a temper, because every person has got good points and bad points. So, they make you know everything about yourself. And then they say, look, this is how you must handle the bad things. Because the good things usually is not a problem. It's usually the bad things. If I quickly get angry, I've got to deal with it. I've got to look at different ways to prevent it from happening. You see, so, yes. Okay, but many times, especially when it comes to psychology, you, you identify the problem. So you say, this is what's wrong. But many times, if your answer includes God's opinion, the word, his way of doing things is not the answer people want. They want their relationship to better. They want their lives to be better, but they don't want to do it God's way to get to a place where there's life in abundance. Do you find that's true? Yes. Yes. Many times, especially men, uh, I, I think men is still in that stage where they, they, they feel it's, it's, it's something bad. You know, it's not good for the image to tell other people that they're going for counseling. And also, Men is, is more inclined, you know, to, to not to open up. When a woman will open up mostly of the times and very easily because they want to, to share this with you and they want to get a solution. So, yeah, we, we're in that stage where a lot of men, you know, say it's, it's something private. They, they don't want to tell you, you know, what, where they stand exactly. And, and that is, is something that 
that we must still deal with in South Africa, especially because many is not forthcoming, you know, to, to admitting that they've got a problem and that they need some help. And then if they don't admit the problem, then it can't be solved. Yes. Usually it's it, they, they live in denial and what happens is that it gets sort of, every time it gets, they, they work around it, they, they don't solve it. So, yes, that's definitely like that. But it must be very meaningful to you and and something that brings you great joy when you see the breakthrough, when someone sits in front of you and they were broken and they didn't have an answer and saw no way going forward. And then you speak to them and you give them Jesus's answer as well. And they actually are willing to do it and then start doing it. And then you see the change in front of you. That must be amazing. You know, what's the most amazing to me is the fact that when uh, a person realizes and our biggest problem at the moment is we're living in a society where They've got a lack of knowing who they are. They totally don't know what is their worth in Jesus Christ. Because when you when you become a believer, then what happens is that God looks at you differently, but he also looks at you the same way. But what happens is you get the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you become a new person, a new creation. And what happens is that uh, you will become a new person and then to change a lot of things. But many people don't realize that and that is what is a big problem and if you feel i'm not enough i'm not clever enough i i i don't have the resources the bible says that you have got all of these things and that in fact you are not nobody you know so that's what i like is when a person starts realizing the power he's got when he receives the holy spirit once that happens i mean then the breakthrough comes it's, it's just like the Holy Spirit starts working. You know, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. And I, I try to explain to people, sometimes I don't have to say much. And just suddenly, then the breakthrough comes because the Holy Spirit works in that person. And at the end of the day, you sitting there and giving someone your undivided attention is such a representation of God because he's the God who sees you. Because I truly feel that so many of the Christians, forget people who don't know God, I'm just talking about the Christians, feel that there's a distance between them and God. Maybe God is too busy with all the other people and the issues in their country. And they feel that they can't get to him. They can't get close to him. And therefore, he he feels far away. And if he feels far away, he can't be doing anything about your life. But you sitting there looking them in the eye and caring enough to listen to them, it must be something very special to them as well. Yes, the way that I work with is I'm creating a safe space for them where they, where everybody feels welcome, where everybody feels they can express their feelings, and that helps a lot. But the big thing is this, is that once I get a person to understand, you know, that the only way that you can really become a new person is if you not just receive the Holy Spirit, but if you let the Holy Spirit live through you, because the Bible says more times, about 30% more verses, that's telling you how to let the Holy Spirit live through you than just to receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it was more important for the apostles to, to put this in writing to say this. And I've seen it, you know, if, if you allow that, the, the moment when you let the Holy Spirit take control, then you've got to let go. You know that the Sermon on the Mount is, in fact, a counseling lesson that we're getting from Jesus. And I don't know, people don't look at it that way, but it says, Blessed are those that are poor in 
spirit. Mm. It doesn't say poor. It says poor in spirit. In other words, you've got to acknowledge that you are nothing compared to God, that you don't have the abilities to really be a good Christian. You are totally dependent upon Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So once they realize that, then they become, like the others say, they become, um, they become meek. They become uh, really forgiving, you know. They, they, they become all those things. There's eight different characteristics that Jesus is saying there to us that is part of what it is to do as a Christian. It's not about it's right or wrong to kill somebody or stuff like that. It's what to do. It's, it's what to do. And once they realize that, it's they can see and they can understand that the only way is to have a relationship with God is you've got to read your Bible. You've got to pray. You've got to spend time. And then you'll become to know. And things will become clearer to you. Mm. I am curious, though, because you did study theology and you're in this counseling and everything. So to be convinced to be like Jesus, you got to know Jesus. And how did you get to know him in the first place? Well, you see, my father was a medical doctor. Um, and I grew up in a family where we were six children, you know. There was no oh. TV at that stage. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> so, so we were six children. But my mother used to work and... It was in Pretoria. He studied through Turkish, uh, University of Pretoria. And I was the fourth child to be born. When I was born, he only finished his degree and he became a medical doctor. So then he still had to do a year practical. And then and I, I was brought up by my father and my, my grandfather, especially, you know, those people were leading uh, and a good example to me, and we always had to pray. We had to read out the Bible every evening, and then they ask questions and stuff like that. So I was brought up in, in, in a Christian family. Well, though my father was a doctor, that was what he taught me to do. And what I found is that the most amazing thing about the Jewish people is the fact that they have the Sabbath on, on Friday nights usually, because their Sabbath starts on, on Saturday is that they come together as a family and then they all meet and they drink and they eat. But what do they do? They speak blessings upon one another. Mm. And, you know, when a child hears blessings every week, week now week, he hears blessings and stuff, he starts to believe it and then what happens? He becomes like that. So I think it's something that we're missing as Christians, is that those saying blessings, you know, to one another, even to your friends, we are quickly to criticize, we're quickly to, to, to break down, but we don't build up, we don't speak blessings to other people. Okay, let's get you a song. Because All Lives Matter to Me is now you fulfilling your dream of making music and creating songs. But the thing about a song is people yes. can listen to it and like it and then still miss your message. So when we listen to the song now, what is your message that you want us to hear? Look, the center point of this is All Lives Matter to Me. So what does it mean, all lives matter to me? You know, people will attack me and say, yeah, you're not saying black lives matter and all this. But this is no political thing. This has got nothing to do with anything. Um, this is just a song saying that all lives matter to me. And what it means to me is that I take everybody as the same. Everybody is equal. And Jesus says in the Bible that you've got to treat people always with respect, even your enemies, you know. So this is what this song is about. 
it's saying we must stop this futile fight that we're doing at the moment. I mean, I don't, I cannot understand why is Russia fighting with Ukraine when they could have just talked. I mean, you could have solved the things. You know, why do you have to kill people? So this is all about that everybody's life is special. Everybody's got a, a purpose in life. God created you with a certain temperament because he wants to use you in a certain way. And you've got to find out how to become that person so you can fulfill that purpose that God has for you. So, yeah, this song is just, um, it's nice words, it's beautiful words, but it is something that I'm saying to them is we should come together. We should sing together. We should become one. We should praise God more. We're doing, doing it not enough. And I think that is one thing that is lacking at the moment. So this song was, was, was written especially, this song was born during the COVID lockdown period when I lost a dear friend due to COVID-19. And um, it's dedicated to everyone who lost a loved one during the pandemic. All lives matter, and this song is a tribute to that. So I, I hope that it can bring to some people some, some memories and also some relief and knowing and that they, their mourning w will be totally taken away. Mm -hmm. Because that is what, what, what Jesus says he will do. And one day there won't be any crying in heaven. So that is what we are, are, are going for. So if people want to connect with you, just before we listen to the song, if people want to connect with you um, and your ministry, social media, website, all of those kinds of things, where do they go? I've got a website called Free Christian Counseling with a double L. So it's one word, freechristiancounseling.co.za. And I've had about, I've seen about over 700 people since COVID started. And there's another couple of songs coming. We're busy uh, we're working on them at the moment. I'm going to release an album, but I'm going to study music now. I've decided that to know a little bit more. And when you study it, you can always help people in a better way. So let's get that free christiancounseling.co.za. Uh, that would be Pastor Franco Alberts. Yes. And the song we're going to listen to is called All Lives Matter to Me. <laughs> 